episode 68 of Strange Brow Radio. I'm your host, Tobe Johnson, and today we are talking to James and Tony, who have experienced the supernatural up close and personal. It starts with Bigfoot, and where we end up was pretty surprising, so you're going to enjoy this one. And as always, I want to thank you for joining us and being a member of patreon.com forward slash strangebrow radio. It is there you will find new content all the time. We put up uh, all sorts of stuff there, extra episodes, extra videos. Um, There's five minutes extra of the Al Moon Lab audiobook available if you're a Patreon member. So for as little as three bucks a month, you can make it happen at patreon.com forward slash strange brow radio okay upcoming we are going to talk to james and tony as i said but first i want to tell you what i've been doing for the last 48 hours in quarantine we'll be right back all right as i said the last 48 hours i've been like you in quarantine the outside world is nutso and it's no place just to hang out certainly no place to have a conference especially a bigfoot conference a paranormal bigfoot conference so as promised the sasquatch rendezvous took place and it was a global event we had uh, terrific speakers show up and they poured their hearts and soul out and broke information and <laughs> It was actually one of the best conferences that I'd been a part of. Uh, I hadn't actually been a part of a conference as a speaker, but there's new information out, and I'm glad to be sharing it with everybody. Hey, listen, there's been some really cool things that have happened over the last week regarding uh, possible hypotheses of, um, I guess we'd call them not cures, but... I know I'm beating around the bush here, but there's a hypothesis going around about a treatment for COVID, and it has something to do with the Al Moon Lab, and um, so we talked about that at this conference here, and I will talk about it at the end of this broadcast, but before I do, I just want to make abundantly clear what I'm going to talk about at the end. Uh, I cannot tell you to do anything about it. All I can tell you is the information seems rather ambiguous to some and seems rather clear to others and it has something to do with a treatment for upper respiratory illness which basically was covid is covid 19's main target is complicating the upper upper airway and this has to do with the al moon lab so stick around at the end of the broadcast i'll tell you a little bit about what i'm talking about and um, we broke that news during this conference, which doesn't seem like it'd be related to a Bigfoot conference, but it is. And um, so, yeah, I'll tell you more about that. It was a, an amazing conference. Uh, as I said, Ron Moorhead was there. Timothy Renner was there. Mitchell Townsend, uh, who did, you know gave her one heck of a uh, way of closing this, talking about uh, archaeological evidence of uh, what looked like... Um, pictograms on rocks from Mount St. Helens and so there was really cool stuff going on online and this will be available at sasquatchrendezvous.com this whole conference will and so put that in your search in and save it in their history area sasquatchrendezvous.com 
Uh, you will see the conference yourself if you uh, order the download. It'll probably take a month or two to make that happen. So um, you may be in quarantine by then <laughs> still. So I hope not. Um, it's getting to us all. Why turn to alcohol and chocolate, right? It's my new best friend. <laughs> all right. So it is, uh, it is time to take a walk down the Bigfoot Road with Tony and James. And what start as, starts off as a Bigfoot story ends up as a story about Santeria, which um, was a really interesting turn. I love it when it takes turns like this during these interviews. So uh, an amazing account on camera, actually. We did this on camera. I usually don't. But you can tell so much more about a witness. And uh, as you listen to this interview... Imagine this being an on-camera interview, and uh, you'll kind of understand the power of what uh, James and Tony have been through. All right, without further ado, episode 68, James and Tony. All right, on the phone with me now is James and Tony. have had experiences throughout their life, and I'd love to hear about these experiences. So, James, let me start with you, since... You and I started to talk first off. Uh, it starts in the world of Bigfoot for me. I don't know if that's necessarily how it starts for you, but um, take us back to the beginning and uh, tell people a little bit about who you are and where you're at. Well, my name is James uh, in central New Mexico. I run the page Res Ghost Stories. We have about 25,000 members. Uh, we had about 19,000 members prior to the Yaoman case. And just within about a week and a half, we, we accumulated another 6,000 members. And, you know, it's just spread and, and the page has grown. And I just, I just kind of took over as moderator, I'd say about maybe a month and a half ago, two months. But as far as me taking over the page, it's, it's really grown. We've had a lot more feedback. Uh, we've had a lot more interesting stories. Definitely a lot more interesting stories. Uh, uh, the Native American community has really reached out and, and, and opened up with, with a lot of their stories. You know, a lot of uh, the, their skinwalkers, a lot of their, their Sasquatch stories. Uh, heck, their demon stories. There, it's just it's incredible how many people have reached out, and you know, some anonymously, uh, some that are very open and they say who they are. Uh, a lot of the encounters uh, seem to be very similar, and some of them are very different. Uh, a lot of the Bigfoot encounters, I, I rarely hear about encounters that were like mine. My encounter happened in the summer of 2009. We uh, had, had one of my good friends, his name was Angelo. We, uh, we decided that summer that we were going to go and hit as many lakes as possible because we we're, we were fishermen, you know. 
hikers and we go love to go out to the mountains and go hike and go fish and camp and hang out for a few days and Gemado was one of our favorite spots you know it's it's just a beautiful place it's it's called Gemado Lake New Mexico it's it's in the national forest the Apache Apache National Forest and it's right next to the Gila National Forest so it's huge absolutely huge uh everything's out there. there's everything out there you know i've i've witnessed pretty much every, almost every kind of animal in the in the that's out in our wilderness mountainous areas out over there in Gamado. because uh like i said me and tony have been going to Gamado for i've been going well over 20 some years tony started going with me about 15 years ago and the summer of 2009 Tony wasn't with me that trip, but uh, Tony's had experiences down over there in Camalo as well, but he's never had any sightings. He's had, he's had something brush up against his tent a few times and he's had, he's heard uh, some howlings at night. He's also had some uh, UFO experiences over there at Camalo. My experience, uh, me and my friend were fishing on the boat ramp and it was about, I'd say about 2.30, 2.30 AM at night. It was late, 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 very dark. You can, you can't even see, you know, five, 10 feet in front of you. It's so dark out there. Tony is my security friend. And Tony told me when, you know, when way back, since way back when I first met Tony, Tony's been doing security a long time. He said, when, when you go and get a flashlight for when you go camping, make sure you get you a, a good, this is back then. This is before they had these fancy LED lights and stuff. And they had just came out with the LED bolts for the mag lights. So I had the big mag light. Tony told me, make sure you get the LED bulb for it because it, it'll expand your, your sight for, you know, a hundred yards, 200 yards, easy. And well, that night, when you're when you're fishing over there at Gamado, you have to watch your rod because the fish will pull in your rod. You know, it was it got a little windy that night, and me and my friend Angela are sitting in the truck. Uh, we start dozing off a little bit, and I hear my rod fall. You know, we have the we have the lantern set up around our our tackle and around the truck and stuff, and uh, so I get up and. You know, Angelo's falling asleep. I get out of the truck and say, well, I'm just going to call it and reel in my rod and put all my tackle away, go to the back of the truck. You know, I got my flashlight out and searching the, the shore and stuff. It, it's so dark out there. You know, anything could creep up on you and you won't see it until it's right there. And I go to the back of the truck. I put my tackle away. I start, I, I took a leak, you know start scouring the lake with the flashlight and I see this, it, it looked like a bear. That's, you know, that's the best way I could describe it. exactly like a bear, but it was like big brown and reddish fucking big. It blew my mind, blew my mind. And, and I kind of freaked out and I pounded on the side of the truck and, and I'm yelling to Angelo, Hey, uh, look at that bear. Look at the bear. It's, 
there's a bear rattle. It, it wasn't that far away, maybe 30 yards away. I shone the light right on it. And, uh, I started yelling out, Hey bear, Hey bear. And, uh, it didn't stand up at first. It just stood like drinking some water and I yelled again, Hey, Hey bear, like more aggressively. And then it stood up. And, and when it stood up, Toby, it, it wasn't a bear. <laughs> the thing was, it was so big. It was so massive. It was like, I, you know, I try to explain this to, to some people that like, if you ever seen uh, the old movies, like when they would see something and the camera would zoom in on whatever they were, they were looking at, you know, seeing or whatever. That's how it kind of was. I pointed the light at it and it was like a zoom in. And I, I seen that sucker like up close and it zoomed out right away. It was just weird. It turned to its side and it took like four or five steps, just big strides. And, uh, it's a, it was a forested area where we were at over there in Camado. And, uh, it just, it looked like it ran right into the tree. It, that's what it did. It, it ran into the tree. It, it didn't go around the tree. I didn't see it go from the back. I didn't see it climb it. And it didn't run from behind it. It it ran into the tree. And it was gone. It, it blew my mind. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? I, I, ran, I ran around over there and I was shining the flashlight. Right around the tree, we, me and my friend went around to the area. It didn't even leave footprints. And this thing was so big. Like when it stood up, man, I'd have to say easy, easy 10, 11 feet, maybe even 12 feet. It was so big and wide. It was, it was the biggest thing I ever seen on two feet, standing up on two legs. It was just fucking blew my mind. I didn't, I didn't, I was, I was absolutely speechless after I had seen it. And my, I went right back to the truck and I'm telling my friend, Hey, I just seen Bigfoot, dude. And he looked at me and he started laughing at me like, fuck, come on. <laughs> you know, because we, we, you know, we don't drink. We don't do any hard drugs. We, we weren't tripping or anything. It, we were straight as straight as an arrow. And it, it just, man, it was just so weird. I was, I was speechless. I was, blew my mind. I, I looked at him and he seen the look on my face and, you know, we had been friends for a long time, so he was—he knew I was serious. He knew I wasn't just, you know, talking out my ass, just talking shit. He knew I was serious. So he said, well, let's get in the truck. We packed up his fishing gear, and we got in the truck, and we took off. We went to, a, to another campsite way on the other side of the lake. And the following morning, you know, I, I didn't sleep all night because – we didn't even set up the tents or anything. We just went over there and started fishing and went to the campsite and we were going to sleep in the truck or whatever. And it just, I couldn't sleep. We stood up all night. The camp host, like I said, I'd been going over there for over, you know, a few years at that point I had, I had been going over there. I'd say about shit, a good seven, eight years into from 2000 2009. I had been going over there a good, good time. Good, good minute. I knew that we knew the camp host. 
And every time we would go over there, you know, the camp host would come over here to our camp and kick back and have a burger, have a beer or, you know, a, a Coke or whatever, just come and hang out with us, you know, tell us where, where to go get all the wood to the firewood. Uh, people would leave uh, shovels or axes and he'd come and bring them to us and be like, Hey man, here's the, just keep it and take it for next time you come. He was just a really cool guy. What was his name? His name was Bill. Bill. Bill, the camp host over there at Gamala Lake. He, uh, he came over and, you know, all nonchalant and he looks at me and he goes, well, what the hell's wrong with you? Did you see Bigfoot? And I turned and I looked at my friend because my friend was giving me hell all night and all morning. He's like, dude, I know you didn't see nothing of this and that. And when Bill came and said, well, hey, well, what's wrong, bro? Did you see Bigfoot? And I looked at him. I pointed at my friend. I said, see, I told you, son of a bitch. I seen him. And and sure enough, uh, Bill was like, yeah, there's there's a family of them here. I've I've spotted five of them. And I've spotted them in the group. Uh, Bill was an older guy. Bill was like already in the seventies, huh? Yeah. Camp host Bill. He was, he was a really good guy. That's why we'd always have him over and we'd always bullshit and talk and, you know, uh, so after that, that was, I kind of slowed down <laughs> going to Camado <laughs> after that. That was, that was an experience. It, it just, it blew my mind. It was so you had no idea beforehand that there was anything about that lake? That none, area. none whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was a Bigfoot in New Mexico. That's how, you know, we would go out and we would go out camping and we'd stay there a week at a time. Intense, you know, and walking around at night, just hanging out and walking down to the lake. That's around, it's around a mile walk down to the lake and walking at night and you know it's crazy you know after mm-hmm. after that had happened we were like that all stopped definitely that stopped we weren't walking at around at night anymore after that i want to go back to the comment you made about it walking into a tree that's um that's yeah. something that you really focused in on and not only that but the detail of you zooming in almost yeah. like uh you had stereo vision all at once absolutely Um, talk about those experiences man it was it was like it was like time froze for a second and when i when i seen him from far like how i said it it zoomed in and it it seemed like he was a couple of feet away from me and it just zoomed out but this this thing was third at least 30 yards away from me and it was so weird because it just like even, man, like you couldn't, I couldn't even hear at that moment. It just, I seen it and it was just like a tunnel vision. And then that was, that was it. It zoomed out and turned to its side and it ran off. And like I said, it, that was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. It ran into a tree, you know, and I, I hate, I, 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 for years, I hated telling people my story that I seen Bigfoot, but yeah, it disappeared because it ran into a tree. You know, it makes me sound like I was nuts. You know, people were like, what the fuck is, what are you on? What were you smoking? That's the, that's the main thing people would tell me. Well, what the hell were you smoking? You know, what are you talking about? 
And so after that, that, that really, that encounter just stroked my interest in, in Bigfoot big time, man. It was just like, I knew I seen it, but how did it run into a tree? I never heard, I ne- I've heard of big, Bigfoot encounters, but I never heard of it just going and disappearing like that, running into something or whatever. And, and uh, I, I talked to a lot of Native Americans uh and they they told me that that they've also heard uh, of them using the trees as portals and that that they've known about that for for years centuries i want you to describe more of what you saw when it did this now i'm picturing it moving vertically into a, a it, tree in front of it and colliding into it is that what happened it, it uh it just turned it turned sideways you know it was looking straight on straight towards me it turned sideways and like i said it, it wasn't even you know five steps those, those steps were so wide and, and like how they describe how it how it does move just like with the long arm strides and the lake just wide steps it's exactly what it did fast and and as soon as it hit that tree it just it was weird i it, it's just so hard to explain mm-hmm. it ran into the tree were you able to visually see it go into yes. the tree yes right yes cuz i didn't see it run behind it mm-hmm. i had the flashlight right on it mm-hmm. when it ran into the tree it, it couldn't have been more than 40 yards away because when it took those five steps, it, it you know, maybe ten yards. So it, a total, it, totally unobstructed view. Of totally unobstructive. Yeah. Yes, totally unobstructive. There was trees behind it, but not not to where it was going to block me from not mm-hmm. seeing it run from behind it. I would have had to. I would have seen it run from tree to tree. It just ran straight into the tree, mm-hmm. and it was gone. What about anything? strange when that happened did you hear anything that sounded out of the ordinary nope no nope Mm -mm. it got quiet you know it's it was the middle of the night 2 2 30 30 a.m at night uh there's no lights over there besides the moonlight so you had this high-powered mag light pointed in a direction, and, and I had the high-powered mag mm-hmm. light with an LED bulb. Yes, mm-hmm. that that had an easy easy reach of two hundred yards, mm-hmm. easy, clear as day, mm-hmm. clear as day. Mm-hmm. And so, what was your immediate move when you saw it go into a tree? What was your next move exactly? I, I it freaked me out. It freaked me out. I was like, that's what I yelled. I was like, what the fuck? Bigfoot. And, and I'm looking at my friend at the truck and, and, and he's, a, he's still in the cab of the truck. He didn't get up or, or move out of the, out of the truck. I'm looking in the cab of the truck and he's just like moving around like he was dozing off. And I ran to the window and I, and I yelled, it kind of woke him up and freaked him out. I said, Hey, I just, <laughs> I'm over here yelling at you, telling you what, you know, what I just saw. And, and he looked at me and he started laughing at me. He was like, mm-hmm. he goes, come on, you did not just see Bigfoot. And I'm, I was like, dude, come on, brother. I, you know, you know, you know me, I'm not going to lie about something like that. I said, I, I, 
I swear. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that morning Bill, Bill confirmed it, that, you know, what I saw, you know. Now, Angelo was the one that sleep in the car. Angelo was asleep in the, in the cab of the truck. Was that yeah. normal for him to fall asleep in the car? Well, it was just, it was already two 30 AM mm-hmm. in the, at night, you know, right. we had been fish, we had been fishing all day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just, yeah, I guess, you know, it's normal to sleep at night. Right. You know, he, sure. We, we had already been fit, mm-hmm. you know, night fishing mm-hmm. and I, I, I'd say it gets dark and it got dark about, mm-hmm. about eight o'clock, little after eight. It was summertime. Uh, so we had been fishing pretty much that whole time, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill went on to describe a family unit there, right? And so yes. what kind of details yeah. did he tell you? Bill said there was two big ones and three smaller ones. And each each of the smaller ones were, were different sizes. But the big ones, he told me, I, I, I probably seen the daddy. Because that there's there was one really really big, there was one bigger than the rest of them, and that was probably the one I saw. So after Bill tells you this, uh, your interest peaks. Is that what you said? Man, uh, I was I was kind of I was kind of freaked out at first. You know, for a while I was kind of freaked out. I I really didn't tell anybody about it. Uh, the clo- the people that were that were close to me, I would tell them about it. And, and I started getting a little bit more open about it. And it just, uh, you know, like I said, you, you tell some people and they just, you know, try to ridicule you or try to make you look stupid for, you know, believing that or for, for saying something like that, you know, and my story was, you know, it sounds totally absurd. You know, I saw Bigfoot and he ran into a tree. Okay. Well, you know, you're nuts. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, I was like, Man. Mm-hmm. but I, I know what I saw. I know what I saw. I, you know, to this day, I, mm-hmm. it blows my mind. I, I really don't, we really don't go back to Camaldo anymore. You know, I, we've took a few trips. We took a few trips there after that, but not like how we used to just because of that fact that it's there. So where do you stand with wanting to see something like that again? Uh, you know, I, we, we go out all the time, you know, I just, we still go out and we've, we've went to a couple of hot spots to where we heard that, that it was there. And we, uh, we actually bought land up in park, park County in Colorado. And we heard, we heard some, some stories about it being around up over there, even before, you know, we decided to buy and it just, when, when I saw him, I, I, I really didn't, I really didn't get scared when I saw it. You know, it, it wasn't like a fear, a fearful moment. It was just, it was a rush. It was like an adrenaline rush. It was like, you know, like, I don't know. That was, you know, it's just crazy. It was like an instant, like a blink of an eye, something that just happened so fast that, you know, you kind of, run around and you're like, well, what the heck? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know how to act when you're seeing one, you know, it's just, I didn't have a camera on me. I didn't have, I didn't have my phone. And and it, besides that, it was just too dark. It was too dark out there. A lot of people tell me, well, you didn't have a camera. And 
yeah, but you know what? I know what I saw. I know what I saw. And if you know me, I, I don't lie. I don't like to lie. I don't like liars. I don't like to lie. I, you know, it just, it, it was mind blowing. It blew my mind. Blew my mind. Now, the name of the lake, say that again, real slow, so I can hear it. Camaro. Camaro. Okay. It's interesting. Tell me, do you know the meaning of that? Yes, it means burnt. Like to burn. Okay. Burnt. Camaro. Camaro. Interesting. Okay. And so previous to that, you, where were you at with the supernatural and the paranormal and Sasquatch? previous to that day 2000 uh, that that summer that summer we saw that's summer we saw i saw bigfoot and we saw we went to pecos that summer and we saw same it was kind of the same story it was about two o'clock in between two o'clock two thirty at night we went down to monastery lake in pecos new mexico and uh, it was it was the same same people, me and Angelo. Uh, it was funny because I, I I told him it was so dark over there. I told him I said, man, I said we could see something or anything can happen, and people won't even know where the hell we went. We could just disappear, and just it's so dark out here, and. Not even 10 minutes after I said that, we see a light in the sky. At first, it's bright blue. It starts turning green, red, orange, white, yellow, back to blue. And then it starts shooting around the sky. And it looked like it was jumping from mountain to mountain. And when it was flying, it would just cut and turn into Mm -hmm. diagonal directions without even, you know, stop coming to a stop or anything it would just go and then it would just shoot out into another direction and shooting all over the sky did that for about 20 minutes and uh me and andrew were were like yeah let's just let's go before we see before bigfoot comes again or something (laughs) we got the hell out of there so how far was uh this area from from model say about four hours four four yeah. and a half hours maybe yeah, pretty good click yeah it's a good little ways mm-hmm. but we uh i've never experienced anything but we've heard that that there was bigfoot in in the hamas mountain areas we've been hearing about some some encounters in hamas and that's oh man i'd say, like, hamas, yeah, I'd say that's about 60 miles away from pecos if that so would you and call you and Tony, are you active researchers? I mean, if you get a call in through Res Ghost Stories, if there's something local, do you have a chapter? Do you two head out and collect evidence and take witness testimony? No, we haven't got that far into it. I just been self-researching and running the page. But if if that if the opportunity arises, then then yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Me and Tony would definitely be interested in doing some research and, and going out. And and actually, uh, I have a cousin who's 
who does filming, he's in the film industry. He's been, he's been talking a lot about wanting to go out and start doing some mm-hmm. paranormal research and doing some filming mm-hmm. and just going to different places. He, he wants to go out to Camado and search the area around there, see if we could find Bill, you know, and just yeah, cruise around there. Yeah, no, is Bill still with us? We, you know, I was uh, there uh, two years ago. Um, the last time I went, there was a lady that took over his position. And when I asked her about him, she really didn't have too much information on him. And what about Tony? Tell me a little bit about you. Have you had uh, similar experiences as James or do you have a, uh, your own unique stories? Um, I, I have my own unique stories uh, about Clamado myself. Um, I've the stories that I have for also um, Bigfoot. Um, I haven't seen anything over there, Toby, but um, I heard callings and uh, tree knockings is what I heard over there. Um, one night I was going to go uh, with Eric, but uh, he was like under the weather. I think he had caught in the flu or something. And I had already taken, we had already planned this trip like months in advance. So I told him, hey, bro, you know, I'm going to go anyway. And because he had seen what he's seen over there, he didn't think that was a good idea, you know, but I'm, I do my own thing. So I went by myself and um, about 12 o'clock, I started hearing uh, coyotes and, and things of that nature. And then, um, which kind of woke me up. So I kind of take, took a peek at my watch. So it was about like 12-ish. And then I went back to sleep. And about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, I could hear what I believe were Bigfoot callings and tree knockings. And the very next night that I was there, I was, uh, I had uh, caught some fish at the lake and um, I, I had, uh, was eating them. And so I had a good campfire going and um, it was getting kind of late. And um, there's, there's a lot of uh, wild animals out there. There's a lot of bears and mountain lions and things of that nature that are out there as well. So I keep the fire stoked up pretty high and that, that keeps away all the, all the animals. And as I was getting ready to uh, call it a night, I was going to stoke back up the fire so I could get some sleep and not have to worry about any of the bears walking up to the tent or anything like that. So I I got out and started gathering my wood and um, I observed what I believe was a UFO. It was a ball of light that moved almost like a balloon. Like the pattern was nothing like I had ever seen before. And when it would stop, it would turn blue, almost like a star, like it would blend into the sky. And I watched, uh, I must have watched this. I was just so intrigued about it. But I was also afraid at the same time to stoke up my fire that I was afraid to have any kind of weird encounter. So I, I just watched it for, I was so intrigued. I actually watched it for about three hours. Okay. So it wasn't like a, 
a 20 minute view of something, a 5 minute view of something. I watched this thing do uh, move in the sky with very weird patterns that I've never seen any kind of aircraft perform. And it was nothing like I had ever seen. It was the craft to me was maybe what you would see like small airplanes, uh, the height of small airplanes where you could see them very well. That's about the height of this object. And it was a, a ball, a complete ball. Like um, almost what the World War II fighters uh, during World War II were describing, they called them Foo Fighters, uh, balls of light. And that's most likely what went into my mind when I was viewing these things after a while. Um, they were they moved not like normal aircraft. There, there's a there's myths that uh here in New Mexico that, that witches would turn into balls of fire. I don't know if you ever heard heard that saying, Toby. You heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And um, so, um, like I said, um, I've never seen any kind of aircraft uh, move like that. I work right next to an airport, so I, I, I see aircraft all day long. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it shook me to my core. Uh, obviously, um, but um, I thought this thing was going to take off in about like five, ten minutes. I thought maybe this would only be a, a brief encounter, and so I was so intrigued that I ended up watching this thing until I, I just couldn't stay up anymore. So I must have watched this thing for about three hours, and mm-hmm. like I said, Toby, when, when it would stop, it would turn blue like a star and it would like almost like blend into the sky, but it really wasn't too high up. Now, at any time, did it advance on you? No. How far away was it from the Um, It was a good distance, a, a good distance. I would say at least six, 600 yards at least. And did at any time acknowledge you? I know that may sound a little weird, but. You know what? It, it didn't because I was afraid to shine a light. I was afraid to communicate with it in any way. I didn't want, uh, uh, I didn't want to be abducted. You didn't want it to see you. I didn't want it to see me. I was afraid kind of at first. And uh, cause I was, I went out there to stoke up the fire and then I figured when I saw it, I, I didn't want to have any light around because it's so pitch black out there that you can't even see your hand in front of your face. The model gets really dark. So this is at the same lake where the satellite sighting was. Yeah, this is the same lake. This is the same lake, yes. Same lake. Same lake. Mm-hmm. Yes. Same lake in New Mexico. So are there uh, known sightings of both of those things? Have you found out that both of those things are connected? Uh, no. Hmm. I haven't. I, you know, we've, we've been hearing about it, but as far as us seeing it, no. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. I should ask too. I mean, and maybe I uh, didn't hear it right off. Are you right on the reservation? How close are you to reservation? We're right. I'm, well, right now I'm right next to a reservation. I'm mm-hmm. right next to the Isleta, the Isleta Pueblo reservation. Mm-hmm. But we're surrounded by by reservations here. 
Right. And so the yeah. lake is considered county or federal land. Is that uh, right? The or lake is, is it? it's private, isn't it? Is, or is it a national forest? It's a national, national, forest. national forest. Okay. Are there, are there any missing people cases out that way? Uh, what do we know of? You know what? I've seen, I've seen a couple of missing people signs over there. Not too many. They don't want to spook too many people, but uh, the the town's like a ghost town. You know, you you have to drive. You get into the town, and well, how how far do you think the lake is from the town? Thirty minutes. About thirty minutes. It's about, minutes. It's about a good thirty minutes from the town of Quemado, because there's a town named Quemado, and then there's a lake called Quemado Lake, and that it's kind of like in a there's mountains surrounding the whole thing. It's kind of like in a bowl. Really beautiful. Real beautiful area. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. That was one of our favorite fishing spots. You know, we'd go over there and every time we'd go over there, we'd, you know, we'd kill it and we'd catch big fish and just all the wildlife that was there. It was just so abundant. Uh, we loved it, you know. It was a great spot. What about uh, geologically looking at the area there? Is there anything interesting about that area, like mineral-wise? Uh, did they use it to look for things that you know of as far as, like, are there quarries nearby or gold mines, things like there, that you nature know what? Uh, in that area? New Mexico's full of them. New Mexico mm -hmm. is absolutely full of them, especially with all the mountains and volcanoes. Uh, they used to... Uh, they used to mine uranium in Grants, and Grants isn't that far away. And they've had sightings up in the up in the mountains, up in Mount Taylor, as well. Uh, there's also uh, man, I forgot what the name of it is, but it's a lava field. There's a lava field in between Quemado and Grants, and there's tunnels and stuff in in the lava in, in, inside the lava tubes, in in the lava field. Uh, people get mm -hmm. People get lost in there all the time. They'll, they'll find their car there and they, they'll never find the people that get lost in there. And, and some of those tubes, man, they go all the way up into Mount Taylor. They go all the way down. Uh, there, there's so many, they don't even know where they go. Then they recommend that people don't go down in there because they're unexplored and people don't know where they're going mm -hmm. and people end up missing. And you, know, you could end up, easily end up snapping your ankle and, and getting mm -hmm. stuck there and nobody's going to be able to haul you out. You know, how often does that happen where people go missing in lava tubes? Uh, you know what? I'm not really down in that area to, to be, you know, to have a thorough, uh, correct answer for you. But mm -hmm. I've, I've heard from, mm -hmm. from friends that, that live in grants that people mm -hmm. go missing all the time. Right. There's an interesting case up here near Mount St. Helens of a group of teenagers that were filming a YouTube video in what's known as Ape Canyon. And it's about a two hour hike. And when they get to the base, the end of their video session there, their flashlights are about ready to run out. And they're down at the end of the lava tube and they see a little girl crying with a German, I believe a German accent. And she's all alone. And she has no dirt on her. She has no scuffs on her. And um, she's a missing child. And she somehow made it to the end of the lava tube with no flashlight, without skinning her ankles or getting slightly dirty. 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 
So wow. when people go missing in lava tubes, my ears peak up, uh, you know, thinking of a case like that. Um, it might be an interesting place for James and Tony to go and uh, see what trouble Check they out. can get into, but you may yeah, never man. come back. Right, yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not planning on disappearing anytime soon there, Toby, but <laughs> or being Bigfoot's dinner, but <laughs> but yeah, there's a there's a lot of interesting places around mm. here in New Mexico. It's absolutely, it's just so open space and so wide you're of a right range. Yeah, you're right in the four corners mecca of all the weirdness. I mean, yeah, how far are you from the actual four corners? Uh, New Mexico is actually one of the four corner states. Uh, right. Uh, so if you get up to that landmark. I'd say about, I'd say about three and a half, four hours mm-hmm. from where I'm at. I'm in, I'm, There's so many stories. Uh, I mean, you guys are just uh, you're in like the perfect spot to to go for. Oh yeah, we there's there's so many stories. So many people are, have been reaching out to me, telling me stories about about the the skinwalkers up in the reservations in their different reservations. There's there's so many, but a lot of Navajo. It's 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 mainly Navajo that you know they're talking about the skinwalkers and and what they're seeing and. I had somebody PM me today telling me that, that they were driving and he didn't, he didn't really tell me too much or get too much into it, but he gave me a quick little, a little rundown of his story. And he said he was driving down the road and he seen a a skinwalker actually in transformation. It was, it was transforming into the skinwalker. And he just said, it just looked absolutely fucking nuts. Blew his mind. He said he kept going. He actually pressed the gas a little bit more faster because he seen it. And he said it was just so weird that it had a, it had a coyote skin on his, on his head. And he was just totally deformed. It was just the way it looked. It, it, it kind of looked like a dog, but it was just freaking ugly. Mm-hmm. Stunk. You know, they stink. I don't know if he, he didn't say it stunk, but they stink. I've, I've heard you could smell them. Mm-hmm. from from a distance you know now james do you have any reservations about any of this you, you going on to the reservations especially in the world of the skinwalker uh you know what it's really not safe especially if you, if you do not know the right people and you don't have permission it's it's not safe it's not safe for for anybody even for the natives, it's not safe. If the if, if they if unless they they know and they've they've been there, they got family ties and family roots because a lot of them do. But they're wise enough not to know not to go in some places and go looking for it. You know, and and that's just what they tell me. You know, they they want to totally avoid that situation. They're evil. It's evil, you know, and it's people that. What I hear, it's people that have a lot of hatred, that are jealous. They just, they're pure evil. They just wish evil mm-hmm. on people and, and just go and put curses on people. Mm-hmm. And they'll go and stalk people. And and that's why around in, on the reservations and in certain places, you know, you don't do some certain things at night or, or anytime. You know, they say you don't whistle at night. You don't talk about them. You know, you don't talk about certain things because there's a reason. 
Mm-hmm. You start talking about it and, you know, that's their beliefs. That's what they believe. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about it and, and that shit will show up, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're a hundred percent sure and positive in their beliefs that you talk about it, it's going to show up, mm-hmm. you know, and I've had, I've had, I've had some of them tell me, you know, well, that's our belief. If you don't believe it, then it's not going to affect you. Don't worry about it. That's not your belief. So don't worry about it, mm-hmm. you know, but if that's your belief, you know, they, they strongly believe, you know, you don't talk about it. There's certain things that you don't talk about and you don't tell people, but with my group, they've been, they've been fairly open. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't tell, they don't tell us everything when we don't say everything that they're going to tell us, you know, just for respect, you know, mm-hmm. but pretty much they're, they're, they're open to share, mm-hmm. you know, they're open to share their stories. They're, they're open to, to share their experiences. And, and a lot of them, a lot of them have some, some pretty trippy, trippy stories and experiences to tell. And uh, a lot of them have asked me to, you know, to start my own podcast and, and start doing stories for them and have them, you know, call in and mm-hmm. we could start interviewing them and stuff. And, and you know, I'm all mm-hmm. for it. You know, uh, the page is, is starting to get, you know, a little bit of success. You know, you know I know 25,000 ain't too much, but from being from a small town, it, it's it's big for us. That's, you pretty, know? that's pretty big, James. Um, yeah, that's, that's no small accomplishment. Now, when you talk to someone on a a tribal elder, for example, um, do they typically have to get permission to talk to you about certain things or I know, you know, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I mean, sometimes the way I I understand is that there's a, you know, there's a hierarchy and they kind of have to talk about what to share and what not to share, especially if you're, you know, going, stepping on some toes. You know, it's, it's a lot of times it's mainly about respect. It's about respect. You got to respect them. You got to respect their beliefs. If they, if they feel like they're going to come and talk to you, then they'll talk to you. You know, if they don't want to talk to you, then fine. You know, a lot of them, a lot of them don't like us or like, they don't like people knowing, you know, I, I do have part Pueblo in me. So, you know, they, you know, they don't, I don't know. I, I've never really gotten in a, into Native American traditions or Pueblo traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, my, we checked our blood and our blood does have, you know, Native American in us. But, you know, I just, I kind of mm-hmm. just stayed away from it. But we're still in, very interested in it. And, we, you know. Well, now that's, a, it, that's you know? an interesting detail. So what did you find that out? Uh, we found, we found that out through my mother and mm-hmm. through, through our grandmother mm-hmm. on both sides. Did you suspect that? Uh, yeah, we always kind of, we always kind of suspected it, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's in our blood, you know, mm-hmm. it's in our blood and sometimes you can't hide it, you know? Mm-hmm. So now is there a part of you that wants to investigate from a different standpoint, knowing now that uh, you're connected to the land? You know, you know what? Uh, 
I'm going to be honest with you, Toby. It, it's, it's just always came to me ever since I was, ever since I was a kid, my first encounters were when I was a child When I was three or four years old. I, that's when I first started experiencing the paranormal. Uh, and it's pretty much since then, it's always followed me. It's always, I've always, mm-hmm. I've always seen stuff and always mm-hmm. experienced things. It's just a bunch of, of different things, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it seems for some reason I always end up in a haunted house or where things end up, you know, not sometimes they're worse than others. Uh, and a lot of times I'll feel it right away and I'll know right away. And mm-hmm. we, we like one time uh, we were renting an apartment and I guess we, I was there about six months and towards about the fifth month, we started experiencing just odd occurrences. Our, our cabinets would open and sometimes you would hear them slam or I'd hear people in the living room talking. And it, it was just a one bedroom apartment. The thing that was weird about it is, is the window where the windows were, there, there wasn't no lights that could hit him. Like if, like, you know, let's say a car was pulling in or turning around, you couldn't see the lights reflecting in on the window. And there was only two windows. There was a window in the living room and a window in the bedroom. And both of them were facing northward. And when you pull into the apartment complex, you come in from the west side and that's it. You could, or you walk in from the east side. And, uh, my apartment was facing the north side and there was, there was buildings blocking the other side of the windows. You couldn't see anything. Uh, well, at, at night we started noticing light orbs right above, right, right above, uh, or right below the light in the hallway. I sort of say, cause like our, our bedroom was, you could look at, out the door and you could see the bathroom directly right there. There was a little hallway and it seemed like every night, like you could see it out the corner of your eye. I could see lights flashing above the, in the hallway. It was, it was just weird. And when I would, when I would turn and look at it, it would be like a flashing camera. It would flash and they would disappear. And it was, it was just weird. And it would happen like, like, uh, do you remember that, Tony? Yeah. Remember when I lived over there and mm-hmm. across the street in the park in, in Roosevelt? Yeah. It would happen every night when we would go to bed. And one day I, I stood, uh, I got up early and, uh, I went to the living room and my ex had experienced, uh, something. She said that she seen, she seen what it seemed to be like. It looked like me, but it was, it was really skinny and its face was skinny, slender, real slim, real skin and slender. And it was like long. And it was like looking over the bed, looking at her. And when she picked her head up and looked, cause she felt like something was looking at her. She said that, that its eyes were totally black had no white in its eyes and she looked at it. And when she seen it, it, uh, it went in like, this is the best way to describe it. This is how she described it. 
it looked like a balloon. Like when you let go of a balloon, like one of those long balloons, and they go all wiggling around. Well, it wiggled like that inside the crack of the wall on the floor. Fucking nuts. <clears throat> that was our experience. This is a three-story apartment complex. The person on the third floor, I lived on the bottom. The person on the third floor, they were experiencing shadow people coming in from the entry, from the from the roof entry in their apartment. Because in their apartment, that was the door to, it was roof access for the maintenance. And uh, the door was closed and locked. And they were seeing like a half body popping out of the ceiling that was a shadow that was coming into their room. And uh, I went up there to talk to it, to one of my other neighbors on the third floor. And we see this guy running out and he was a gay guy. So he was really flamboyant about it. He ran out yelling with this, with this telephone, you know, Ah, my gosh, Oh my gosh, he's running out yelling, you know, and, I'm looking at my friend like, what the hell? And I, I told, I've been telling my friend, hey, man, we've been experiencing some crazy shit in our apartment. And this guy run, is running out of his apartment with his phone, trying to take pictures of whatever he was seeing in his apartment. He comes out and tells us, hey, can you guys come into our apartment and and look and see if, if you guys could see it? Because we see something coming out of our ceiling. And we were like... <laughs> no, <laughs> not today, not today, bro. We believe you. <laughs> you know, you kind of told them what mm-hmm. was happening with us. You know, and it was it was weird because I told another one of my neighbors, and he was uh this was Steve. He used to be a, a UNM football player. Uh, he was going to UNM, and he was telling me that he would wake up in the morning and he would hear all of his cabinets opening and shutting at night. And when he would, they would all be shut when they'd go to bed and he'd wake up and every single one of them would be open. And he was hearing the same thing. He'd hear people, he'd hear like there was people in his apartment, people were talking and he'd go in there and there wouldn't be nobody in there. He'd go back to his room and then he'd start hearing all the cabinets Mm. open and shut. Well, uh, after my exit scene, we we call it the doppel, doppelganger because it looked just like me. That creeped the shit out of me. I was like, "What the fuck?" You know. That was. We went. I went straight to the office <laughs> that day, and we were like, "Hey, you got another apartment?" <laughs> oh yeah, that part. That apartment's uh, going to be double. Oh, it's all right. That's we we moved the heck out of there. And that was, we, they didn't follow us, thank God. Mm-hmm. But I went and asked the, the ladies in the, in the office uh, if anything had happened in my apartment. And she started asking, well, why? And I said, well, because, you know, we're experiencing things. And turned out that the person on the second floor in between both floors had passed. And she was in there for like a couple of weeks before they discovered her. And when they discovered her, uh, it was weird because nobody was in, well, she, she was in the apartment, but nobody was in the apartment when I was, when I was running there and there was like a leak in our bathroom that would constantly leak and there was no leaks there. 
they couldn't find the leak and it would it was always stains up on our ceiling and stuff and they'd come and they'd fix it they'd cut it out and fix it and try to find the the spot and they just they couldn't get rid of that stain even after they put new sheetrock so james you grew up with stories like this have you oh, ever yeah. have you ever considered that you're sensitive yourself yeah all right. the time all the time is that something you're comfortable with uh, there's a lot of prayer involved yeah what do you mean by that Well, uh, to I face a, those kind of things, you need to have Christ in yeah. your life. I have some sure. strong, yeah, some strong faith. You, you know, I got strong, strong. Mm-hmm. You have to have, yeah. I just, I have faith. You know, I just have a. Uh, I just pray. You know, I have to have some faith because it's just something that I've always been sensitive to. Mm-hmm. Right. So you feel you feel gifted in some way by the Spirit, and you have. A permission through Christ to utilize these spirits is that uh uh it's just I don't know you know I I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna say what it is I just I've always had it since I was a kid I've been mm-hmm. seeing them since I was you know like I said since I was four years old you know and I remember my first encounter seeing them and pretty much I remember every encounter that I've had and. I'd say over the years I I've had I've had at least 20 encounters. Is there one cons- a consistent entity that visits you? Is there a familiar entity? No, I I've, I've never had no reoccurring entities. It, it it's always it would always be something different. It's always something different. Okay, what about angelic host? Are you are you getting visited by angels? I I have I have a couple of stories that that have hold on a second. No, that's all right. I mean once in a while during these interviews you divert away from the topic at hand because it calls to be talked about and yeah. you know it needs to be kind of delicately done but if you feel comfortable talking about something like this um by all means the audience uh, appreciates moments like this i had a tony was there tony was there that night but tony had left you remember that night we were seeing all the things in, in Spoke's house in angelo's house yeah you know what i'll, I'll go ahead and share that and I'll, tell, I'll, tell, I'll tell him then me and, me, and, me and Tony will tell you what, what happened to us that night. My my friend, uh, my friend Angelo, my friend Angelo was, was into Santeria. He practiced Santeria. He was a priest in Santeria. I didn't know how far or how much involved he was in. Till a while, you know, for a while, you know, I didn't really, really ask him. He said he, believed in God and this and that. So I didn't really I'll get too much involved in it to talk to him about it or whatever. He told me a few things about it and cool, whatever, you know, that wasn't my belief. It was his belief. Well, anyway, 
he would always, he would always leave. He was my roommate. He would always leave and I'd be there for a week, couple weeks at a time. And one night, one night, which McCoy Tony went over and, uh, man, that night, that night was, it was weird though, because that was the most in, in years. That was the most. How can I say uh, paranormal activity? That was the most activity I had I had experienced in a while, in a long in a long while, and we were seeing. Man, the best way to describe it is, they were like little balls, but like shadows, and they were running on the floor, everywhere. Like every like you would see them running everywhere. Out of your, I, remember. You would see, we would see them running there. You could see them, but you couldn't see them. You couldn't see what they were. You, it was just like, like a shadow, like a mist, but it was a ball and it was on the floor and they would, they would go from, from room to room, running from room to room. We used to, we used to do music and we were in the recording studio and uh, that's when Tony, Tony had came over and I told Tony, I said, something's weird is happening here tonight. I said, cause I keep on seeing a bunch of shit. I said, so tell me, um, you know, tell me you could see it too. And, and sure enough, Tony kind of started looking around and we both looked in the living room at the same time. And what we saw was, man, it was, it was a shadow, but was, what was weird is that, it wasn't like a shadow person. It was like boxed out, huh? Yeah. But huge. It, like, like it was like a square figure or whatever. It was, it was fucking weird, Toby. I had I'd never seen anything like that. We had seen shadows coming down the hallway in that house and stuff. And and a few friends told me that something's followed them out of the hallway. Uh, but we had never seen anything like that. You know, and, and when I looked and I seen it, I, and I told Tony, I said, tell me I'm not just seeing things, bro. Do you see that? And She also tells me there's nobody in that room. Yeah. It looked yeah. like a man standing up. Yeah, there was. it looked like a man standing up in the hallway or in, in, in the living room. He would go in the living room. But, man, it was just, it was, that was a weird night. It was just so much, so many of those little balls on the, on shadow balls on the floor running around. It was weird. It was just an uneasy feeling in the house. Tony ends up leaving. He's seen the man in the in, in the hallway and he's like, fuck that, I'm out of here. All right, bro. You have a good night, bro. He tells me I'm gonna take off. He takes off. And uh I'm I'm sitting there and we used to engineer the music. So I'm sitting right now and engineering some music. Uh I I hear something say my name. It whispered like a whisper say my name. And uh I turn around and I look and there's this tall shadow standing in the doorway and the, the, the ceiling was a 12, 12, like a 12 foot ceiling. It was a high ceiling, 12 or 15 foot ceiling. It was a high ceiling. It was an add on. It was an addition and it was almost as high as the ceiling. And this shadow was, man, I'd, I'd like to say it was just like, Fuck, it's crazy. It's like, like a phantom, like a kind of like a reaper shadow. Kind of looked like the Grim Reaper, bro. Like a 
it's fucking weird. I couldn't really make it out, but, but I could see the shadow standing at the door. Hold on. Hold on a second. Yeah, this is still, this still chokes me up. Yeah, uh, take take your time. If you guys need time, uh, take it. Yeah. I turned around and I seen it. And when I seen it, I said, Jesus. And as soon as I said that, a light shot through the shadow. <laughs> And it was gone. It's like a bright flash. <clears throat> that was my angel experience. So this white, did you, it was a white flash of light that shot through darkness? It was the shot. You could plainly see the shadow. Mm -hmm. I could, you could, I could see the shadow there. Mm -hmm. And I called out for Jesus, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, as soon, like, as soon as I did it, uh, it was just like a, it, like it just disappeared. And it was like a flash that mm -hmm. like shot through it and kind of shot out. It's just like mm -hmm. went right straight through it and it was gone. Yeah. James describe this light that shot through it if you can, cause that's, um, that's been reported before uh, of course these um angelic host um not always a physical form but it seems connected to what you commanded to present itself which was jesus or something connected to to christ was the light itself um something that happened so quick that you couldn't appreciate it what it looked like or describe that moment just in a in a in a wink of an eye Mm -hmm. It was like a like a camera flash. Gotcha. But, you know, it just happened so fast mm -hmm. that it would just. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, did the room instantly change? Was the feeling different after that you saw that uh, light? Automa automatically. Mm -hmm. And before you saw this Grim Reaper, you knew your friend um angelo was into santeria yes i wouldn't say it was the reaper it would just it just kind of that mm -hmm. its form kind of resembled that like it looked like it had like a hood and it was black you know like how the, right. the reaper looks you know how it has right. a black cloak kind of kind of thing or yeah you remember lord of the rings with those ring wraiths that yeah come yeah out? absolutely yes yes okay. Right. It was just, and it was huge. It was tall. Mm -hmm. It was tall. And it just, as soon as it like, you know what? Something said my name. Mm -hmm. I turned around because I heard my name. And I turned around. And as soon as I seen it, it's like, I didn't, I didn't get, it wasn't like fear. It was just like, I just said, well, I think I said the blood of Jesus. I pled the blood of Jesus. I think I this is what I said. Jesus or the blood of Jesus. I said something like that. But mm -hmm. as soon as I said Jesus, mm -hmm. it was like a flash mm -hmm. that just it just dissipated. It was like a flash mm -hmm. that went through, and I remember seeing the flash, and it just kind of like mm -hmm. kind of like went mm -hmm. through the room. 
So what happened to Angelo? Uh, we, I haven't talked to Angelo in, in over 10 years. I stopped, I cut communication off with that guy. Uh, I had an experience, uh, and, and, and after that experience, I'd say a little while after that, I, I left, I packed up all my stuff and I left, I, I cut off all ties and contacts with him. Don't talk to him or have anything to do with him anymore. Uh, kind of hate talking about this, uh, you know, but with something, what they do and what they worship and stuff. I don't know if you're familiar with the Santa Rio religion. Right. Sometimes, uh, you know, describe a little bit if you can for anybody who's unfamiliar, because we're talking about a lot of ritual and is there's animal sacrifice too. It was, uh, I know they would do, do blood baths. They would have blood baths and mm-hmm. after different uh, ceremonies, they would get, they would obtain beads. They would, they would do uh, sacrifices or mm-hmm. whatever they would do. I, I, I wouldn't get too involved because I didn't want to know. He would try to tell me and stuff and he'd mm. want to try to get me into that stuff. But so he was trying to I, actively recruit you. I, I, I wasn't into it. You know, mm. it, it was weird. The, I was there like mm. two nights and the second night I was there. Uh, what they do is they, they do a, a ceremony and they make, they make a little, I call it an idol. And what it's called is Aluwe. Aluwe. And it, they say he's the gatekeeper. They make a little, a little statue or a little idol of Alue, and you know it has a kind of looks like concrete or mud, but it's it's really hard, like a rock. They put seashells in it. I don't know if you've ever seen one. Uh, it, it's mixed with their blood, with whoever makes its blood. Uh, they go and they they'll put it on a plate or on an altar, and they'll make offerings to it. Well, one, one night, the, I think it was a couple of days after I, w- I was there, mm-hmm. I went to the room to take a nap. And while uh, I was sleeping, it was, it was, it was weird. It was so weird. It, it felt so real. I was in, I was in, in bed. And while I woke up, cause I heard something growling and I woke up and I look and it, this was a dream that I had Toby uh I have a lot of dreams too and a lot of my dreams come true uh but this one didn't come true thank god uh I dreamed that Alouway was at the foot of my bed and see when he made this idol this thing is you know four or five inches tall three or four inches wide you know it's just a little thing well this thing was like four feet tall three feet wide standing at the end of my bed and it opened its mouth and it bit my legs off in my dream. I woke up in a, in a sweat and I was like, what the hell? You know, I went and told Angelo, you know, Hey, you're, I just had a dream that you're, your little guy here fucking bit my legs off, you know? And he's like, well, why don't you go throw some change or some candy on the plate and make it an offering. I was like, nah, you do that. You do that, dude. I, not too long later, I packed up my shit and I left there because I started seeing, I started seeing a lot of shit in that house. Mm-hmm. 
And it was just, it just didn't feel right. Just didn't feel right. And the vibe that, you know, it, it seemed like when, when I was with Angelo, that I was seeing a lot more stuff that I had experienced, you know, because me and Angelo got to be pretty good friends. Uh, I know Angelo. I knew Angelo for about seven years. I lived with him for about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good friend. We did music together. Uh, but during the time that I lived with Angelo, uh, I was seeing a lot of stuff. That's the, you know, that's the time we seen Bigfoot. We seen a, we seen a couple of UFOs. Uh, I was seeing a lot of shit in his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I think it was just the vibes and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the stuff he was into that, that was, that was the mm-hmm. cause of that. It was real, uh, I wouldn't say it, mm-hmm. it, it was a spiritual thing, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the right type of spiritual thing. I, I don't believe, I think it was mm-hmm. not for me. It wasn't the right type of, of, of spiritualism for me. You know, it was just kind of dark for my taste. And Angelo kind of, uh, from what your description was, after you saw the Sasquatch go into the tree, you come back and he's uh, nodding off in the, in the truck, right? He was nodding off in the truck mm-hmm. and he was, uh, he was nonchalant about it. He was like, Oh yeah. He, at first he kind of believed me. He was laughing at me. And when I, when I told him, you know, that I was, you know, hundred percent serious that, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't bullshitting with him. I was, I was telling him the truth and he, mm-hmm. he realized it. And he would joke around sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. about it. But that morning when Bill came around and confirmed it, he, uh, he kind of changed his view. He looked at me, he goes, I believe you. You know, he believed me. He believed mm-hmm. me that I was seeing things because mm-hmm. uh, he'd see stuff too once in a while, but mm-hmm. he wasn't, I don't know. I like is, it common, is it common out there to find someone into Santeria? Is it? No, talk? no, it's no, not. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely not. He was the first person I had ever met that was in it. And the, the only mm-hmm. time I had heard of Santeria was the sublime song. You ever heard that Santeria song, bro? I know you heard it. You're over there on the West Coast. I know you heard it. You know, I don't practice Santeria. I ain't got no crystal ball. I ain't got no crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, on the serious point, uh, I, I I cut out, you know. I, mm-hmm. I cut ties, and, and that's been a good mm-hmm. 11 years, I'd say. 11 years, 10 years. So do those kind of experiences make you hesitant to kind of embrace something that I'm picking up off you, that you have your own gifts? Uh, Say that again. Well, as far as your experiences with someone who's practicing Santa Ria, and obviously you saw a lot of dark stuff in their presence, here you already have this innate ability. It sounds like to me, does it make you hesitant to engage in this gift of yours? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, he wasn't really trying to in- recruit me or whatever. You know, he was just kind of trying to tell me about his religion and what he believed in. And I didn't really know 
about it, you know, because he just he had always told me that he believed in, in God and this and that, but he never really got specific. I, I really didn't find out until I moved in with him, you know, some of the stuff that he was up to and what he was doing, you know, and. But after I did and, you know, kind of got to know who he was and and seen, you know, the kind of. The kind of energy. You know, that was that was following him and that that was around him, just the negativity and stuff. It just, it was a bad vibe, you know? And after a while of it, you know, I just, I packed up my stuff and, and I got out of there, you know? Right. It was, now, I, I was, I was mainly there for, um, excuse me, I'm sorry. I was mainly there for the music. I used to do music and, you mm-hmm. know, I don't promote my music. I'm not trying to promote my music and I'm not done, mm-hmm. but I, we used to do music there mm-hmm. and, Mm-hmm. that's the that's the main reason i was there the, the studio was there we got mm-hmm. free studio time you know we got to do a lot of music together and mm-hmm. being the way how it was and and just the energy and stuff i never even put the music out well, just, i'll ask you this this is yeah. kind of an off-the-cuff question here and one i haven't asked uh maybe one other person do you find that there's any link between music and spirit activity Oh. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Why do you think that is? I feel we're, we're spiritual beings and, and music is absolutely spiritual. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It just, you know, the direction of, of what you want and the type of music you listen to is, you know, is what you're going to get. You know, mm-hmm. you're listening to some dark shit, then yeah, you're going to, Mm-hmm. You know, what follows with that, you know, I just, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I, uh, personally, I think it was just, it was, it was Angelo. It was Angelo that, that, uh, that had that bad energy about him mm-hmm. anywhere, anywhere he went. It just, it just seemed to follow. Mm-hmm. So. Now, have things slowed down the last 10 years? I mean, oh, to, uh, 2009, you have this Bigfoot sighting, but things don't just stop at 2009, 2010. 2009, we've we seen Bigfoot, and then 2010 was the apartment experience. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after that, it, it, it kind of did slow down. But like I, like I told you, Toby, I've, there's only been a few places where I lived where I really didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. The house I'm living at now, there's a hot spot here in my house where we see something where I see something, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll call it. Uh, we've had uh, a nephew come over and he's seen something. Mm-hmm. We're in the same spot where I see it. So, mm-hmm. and he's a young, he was a young guy then. Mm-hmm. I'd say he was about eight or nine. And he was, he was seen pretty much in the same. Mm-hmm. We got a guest room. We got an addition. And our home's an older manufactured home with additions. Uh, it was owned by an older lady, my friend's grandmother. I bought the house from him. Uh, I don't know if she passed away in the house or what, but we been we see, I see a lot of activity here in the mm-hmm. in our guest room and down our hallway right here, just in one spot. Mm-hmm. And nothing's really came out and shown itself to where I could really see something. It's just always something peeping its head around the corner. 
know what I mean? Mentioned, you've mentioned a couple of times the connection between seeing things, for example, something with no eyes, um, and in between your apartment and the one above you, there was a, a woman that was found um, that had passed. What do you think the connection is between someone who dies, you know, a normal death and you seeing something that has no eyes that looks demonic? I'm trying to, what do you I, think I, the I connection did, is? Is I it connected at all? I didn't see that. I didn't see that. My, my, uh, like I said, my ex had seen that. What I was seeing in that apartment and experiencing in that apartment was the orbs in the hallway that you could see them out the corner of your eye and there'd be little, they look like, they would like fireflies kind of say shine on and you could, you could see them out the corner of your eye flying around the light. It was weird. You'd fly around the light in the hallway. And, and as soon as I would turn and look at them, they would like flash. Sometimes there'd be one, sometimes there'd be two or three of them. And I would hear, I'd hear people talking or it, it would sound like the, the TV would be on in the living room. Uh, even when I was there alone, I would hear stuff and I would see stuff in there. Uh, the cabinets would open. I'd, I'd go into the, to the, mm-hmm. to the kitchen and some of the cabinets would be mm-hmm. open. That was pretty much, uh, it, but I, I didn't, I didn't see the, the demon thing. It was, it was my ex who seen that, but it, that day when she seen it, uh, I got up early and I was in the living room and I know she kind of stood late later than she normally did getting up. And I went in there as soon as I got in there, she was kind of frantic and hysterical. And she told me what had happened. That's pretty much, we, we moved out a few days after that. Well, getting back to my question, though, what do you think the connection is between someone who's died and there being an entity where you start seeing things like what uh, oh, man, significant you know, other des- described? I, 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 uh, man, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I have no idea the connection. Maybe, uh, maybe they left their lost soul, or you know, maybe they were they were a bad soul. Mm-hmm. Maybe they opened up some doorways, some gateways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So do you close gateways and portals like the one that you have in your house? No, I, I just, you know what? I, I, I just, I just pray. You know, mm-hmm. I have faith. I have faith in God, Toby. I, I just mm-hmm. pray. You know, I, I don't, I'm not trying to see these things. I didn't ask to see them. Definitely did not ask, you know, uh, You know, the I've had things stop. You know, I've I've had things stop happening. You know, with prayer. You know, because prayer absolutely does work. Faith works. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I you know that time when we were Tony went over that night and we were experiencing that. You know, uh, I called out on God and and He came. You know, a lot of people don't believe, but you know, I tell you what, every time that I have been in the bad predicament or I was seeing something that was not right, you know, something that was evil or whatever. And I did call out on God, you know, it, it, it stopped automatically. If you know, you, if you could go back, James, to not having seen some of the stuff that you've seen and just having, you know, a straight and narrow life where you're taking the blue pill, would you want to take some of these experiences away? 
No, because that's, you know, that's, that's who I am. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. You know, that's, we all have gifts, you know, there's different gifts that people have, you know, and that's not, that's not the only thing. That's not my only gift that I have. You know, I have multi, multi-talented, you know, I was a musician, I'm an artist, mm-hmm. paint, you know, I, mm-hmm. we, we do, we do a lot of stuff, you know, I'm, uh, I, I write, mm-hmm. I'm trying to write a book. I'm in the middle of writing a book now. Mm-hmm. My last question for you and for for Tony, um, what would you tell someone that wants to actively see what you guys have seen before and is seeking this kind of stuff out in order? Well, I can't say their motivation, but, you know, you can imagine that the audience that listens to a show like this, they hear about these amazing things and maybe they're just, you know, straight Newtonian science and they don't necessarily know if this stuff is real like you do, what would you say to someone like that? Uh, say that all my experiences, they just happened all of a sudden. They just happened that, you know, we didn't ask, we didn't go out looking. We didn't, you know, we didn't purposely try to find them. It just happened. And, and if you're out there trying to find it or purposely out there trying to find it, you're probably not. Mm-hmm. You know, some people have it, some people don't. If you want to go out there and mm-hmm. experience the paranormal or whatever, and you feel that that's what you call, you know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. you don't know what's going to attach itself to you or mm-hmm. you don't know what, what you're going to bring back with you, you know, because... As far as I, as far as I was concerned, Smoke had something. Angelo had something attached to him, mm-hmm. and that's why every time we, uh, that's why I had a lot of experiences with him, is because I think he he had something attached to him. And going out there and looking for for things like that, uh, you don't always get what you want, you know. And sometimes you do. Going back to your Sasquatch experience here in closing, what do you think you saw that day? Because oh, it was it was it was a Sasquatch. It was it was a Bigfoot, Tony. It was it was mm-hmm. just. I'd say the closest the closest theme it how that who got it right was was Harry and the Andersons because he he looked like Harry. Same thing, same thing, but but bigger, bigger. And its unique ability to walk into a tree. How does that fit into Harry? I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it. You see at the end. You, did you see at the end of, of that movie how they cloak themselves? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what it did or what, but I can't explain. I can't explain it. Uh, I don't feel it's my place to to try to explain it mm-hmm. you know it's as i seen what i saw mm-hmm. and and it ran and it ran into the tree and it didn't go around it it didn't it didn't climb it it didn't go under it it ran it ran into the tree toby and it was gone gone wow. incredible. Uh, incredible yeah absolutely absolutely it it, it 
it changed my, it changed my perspective on, on, uh, on going out to the woods, you know, camping out, especially in that area. I still go out camping and fishing and stuff, mm. but, uh, totally changed my, my perspective on, on going out there camping out for as long as we used to. Well, tell people what's coming up for you. It sounds like you have some things uh, in in the works. You're writing a book and such. Do you have any uh, thing coming up in 2020, 2021 you want to talk about? Well, we're we're hoping to start a podcast to go along with our with our Facebook page, uh, Res Ghost Stories. We're hoping to get some. Uh, some more interaction with the people who've had experiences and, and all types, different experiences, you know, where we want to hear it all. We want, we want to hear it all. We want, we want to know their experiences. We want to share with people. We want to know, you know, what to do in certain situations, you know, because the, the topics that, that are going on, on, on the Resco stories, they, they differ from, from Bigfoot to, you know, paranormal ghost experiences to, to demon experiences to just different legends that, that are happening on the reservation and, and around the uh, different areas. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be reservation ghost stories. It, you know, it's just, that's just the, you know, the name of, uh, of our, of our page, you know, but we, mm-hmm. no, it's, we a want great, to hear, it's a great yeah. page title because it really gives people from the outside uh, uh, looking into native first exactly. stories and a, a uh, good perspective mm-hmm. a, a different look and mm-hmm. and uh totally totally different opinions because 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 mm-hmm. uh the first nation and, and 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 the native americans they have a totally different opinion mm-hmm. about about everything supernatural natural mm-hmm. that that we do mm-hmm. you know that the normal folks do you know right. it's it's there's they have a bunch of sayings and a bunch of traditions and things that you don't do and you know talking about them is is kind of one of them so you know these people coming out and and talking about it and sharing their stories i feel it's a it's a special group you know people are coming out more and starting to talk about it and wanting to talk about their experiences and and when, when, when before they were scared to tell anybody and talk about it because, you know, they don't want to look stupid or, you know, people think that they're crazy or people might know them on, on that are on the page too. And, you know, some people call me and hit me up uh, anonymously and I post anonymous stories and some of those stories are wild, you know, it's just, there's so many different, uh, so many different things that, 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 that's going on on the reservations. And, and it's just, it's mind blowing to find out a lot of them, you know, a lot of the witchcraft that's going on 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 the reservations and and they call it bad medicine. You know, a lot, there's a lot of bad medicine going on and they say it's a lot, it's from the people that are, that are very hateful, you know, they're jealous and hateful. They're, they're just evil people and they find out who they are, you know, and they, they've come out with, uh, telling me so many different stories. You know, I've, I've, I've heard stories of, of people being, uh, you know, 
they say they think that they're cursed because because something's wrong with them and they'll call their 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 medicine man and their medicine man will come and they'll have a horn or an antler or something and they'll hollow it out or whatever and they'll sing a song and they, they'll say a prayer and they, they go around and they'll fill on their body and they'll find things and they'll blow or they'll suck on the horn and they'll they'll pull stuff out of their body mm-hmm. like like arrowheads or rocks twigs hairballs hair and and it's nuts mm-hmm. you know it's just finding out a lot of this stuff that you know people are talking about that this one lady said that she was uh she was lazy all the time i posted this story up that she was always lazy and she didn't want to get up or do anything and she went to their medicine man and pulled out an antler or whatever and he sucked out some some rocks and some arrowheads out of her and that's what had made her lazy after she did they had did that to her she was she was fine so you know they have their way of medicine they have their way of thinking and the way they do their things and you know i don't question it you know just it's it's spiritual you know it's all spiritual well I appreciate you guys coming on today. Our guests have been James and Tony. The show, Res Ghost Stories. Catch it. Sounds like it's a growing channel. I look forward to uh, seeing it myself and uh, talking to you both again. Thanks again, James. Thanks again, Tony. Thank Thank you, you, Toby. Appreciate you having us on your show. Thank you. All right. That, again, was James and Tony. Thanks, guys. Incredible interview. All right, so what was I talking about in the beginning here? Well, in short, we posed a question to the woods behind the Al Moon Lab, the area we still go into that once in a while we, uh, well, more than once in a while, we get quite a bit of more than anecdotal evidence. Let's put it that way. Let's put it that way. Handprints, hair, fingerprints, you name it, it kind of shows up there. Um, We have a, a couple doctors actually heading out that way, one in particular rather soon if uh, all works out with uh, the quarantine guidelines and such. The reason being is that we posed a question to the higher intelligence out there in the woods and one of the main questions we had was, A, what's uh, a treatment for COVID-19 or coronavirus that we can readily get because there is no treatment, there is no cure, there is no immunization. The other question that we posed was, can we meet? So the question of COVID was posed as a verbal question, just a simple statement in the middle of the woods. And then we left. But before we left, we took little tiny spelling blocks, like little tiny scrabble pieces that had letters written all over little tiny blocks of wood. And we set them on a rock near some fossils and some stones, way deep in the forest in a hidden zone on top of a stump. And the question was posed, can we meet with these letters? And they just sat there. And a couple days go by, found that the letters were rearranged in a certain way. And they now said T-O-W-P-I-E, because they had letters all over them and they rearranged them. But sitting on this fossil next to these rearranged letters was a black substance. And it's a kind of, it looks like fungi. It looks like black fungi of some kind. So we've shown this around and the name that keeps coming up, there's a couple other names but the one that keeps coming up is something called black witch's butter. And it is an ancient Chinese remedy, I guess, or treatment for 
upper respiratory illnesses. And it is also an expectorant, which loosens up upper respiratory infection. And it is what you would get if you went to a Chinese herbalist and uh, we're looking for such things. Now, I don't know for sure if this is what this is all about, but we know it didn't fall from a tree because it doesn't grow from the tree, first of all, and it was placed on this fossil. So very interesting. Also, it is, uh, uh, it seems like uh, a, a hallucinogenic. <laughs> it it uh, helps you see land spirits. So going back to these two questions, can we meet and is there a cure for COVID-19? Now, what am I supposed to do with that information? Keep it to myself, not talk about it. All I can tell, is, tell you is that uh, no recommendations for me to follow up on this on your own. It is merely a statement that this is what has happened. And um, if you're a mycologist or into fungi, if you're just a fungi, reach out to me at strangebrowradio at gmail.com. If you're a fungal, reach out to me too. And uh, I'd love to answer some questions if you have any about this. Again, called Black Witch's Butter. Very weird. So we need to... We need more information before we do anything with this. But um, anyway, you guys be careful out there. I will see you next week or I will see you in the trees.